Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joining the phone, I got Vance. Hi, Vance. Good evening. Good evening. Todd, how are you? I'm here, ready to go, with bells on. Excellent. We're going to hear you jingling. Yes, sir. So, uh, wasting no time, this podcast is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. FattyZMuskie.com. Website. Still setting up boats. You know, so the website is up to date. If you have any questions about inventory or ship times, feel free to reach out. Um, the website has my contact information or Facebook or Instagram. You can reach out as well, uh, asking any kind of question you wish about rod holders or bait questions um, on the topic of baits. Team Rhino Outdoors or Muskie Tackle Online. Those would be uh, good online places to uh, looking at purchase baits. Um, I never really did update the website, and for good reason. Uh, it would I think it would have been, I don't want to say a waste of time, but a lot of effort for not a lot of uh, baits to try to sell. So they've been kind of sitting here. Um, how's the inventory at Hogan's Hut if you're if you're in the area? Yeah, I was just in the other day. They still have. They still have plenty of baits to choose. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about our other spots, but they right. have a variety of baits, some stingers. Any soft plastics? No, neither. Soft plastics, no. Okay. Those went quick. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's good. All right. And um, with that, I'm going to hand it over to Todd. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com, where we're going to fishing next season, April and May, in the wonderful waters of Pennsylvania. And then we'll be over on Chautauqua Lake for the rest of the summer through the fall, through November. Uh, give us a call. I got a couple openings here for this October. I've had been getting some cancellations and schedules always changing. But other than that, we're pretty booked up. Give us a call for next season if you're ready and you know when you're coming. We'll do our best to get you on the books and get you out there and get you on some fish. Right on, and if you come fish with us, you'll be fishing out of Ranger Boats. Shout out to them uh, for sponsoring Muddy Creek in this show. Find all your Ranger Boat needs at Big Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. They have a little bit of used inventory. They're taking orders on new boats. Uh, check them out for all your boating needs. And shout out to St. Croix Rods, best rods on earth. Great warranty. Uh, I've, they finally fulfilled my warranty. They were a little bit behind just because, I guess, you know, as you could just chalk that up to COVID and stuff. But uh, I sent in my broken rod that new way that's just a couple pictures on their website. And about two months later, I had that rod uh, sent right to my house. So uh, it's cool that they are they have such an easy customer service. They didn't ask me how I broke it or anything. So that was cool. And, uh, yeah, check them out. Perfect. And um, I want to give a big shout-out to aqua traction now if i had any other kind of boat flooring i'm sure all the junk that i put in my boat for storage would be scuffed up or you know kind of like uh, like rug rashed not with this aqua traction my stuff stays nice you know like the kids car seats and you know all the other stuff that i'm shuffling around in the garage todd you know what i'm talking about when your boat turns into a work table oh uh, yes yes that does happen <laughs> it Over does the winter yeah, my, except mine's uh, four seasons. You know, that 
It's a very yes. expensive work table, but you know, I only I only like the best, so you know, I'm going to get uh, I'm going to get the rest of uh I'm you know, I know buying car seats for kids is like, you know, a real expensive thing because they go through so many of them, but thanks to Aqua Traction, <laughs> mine's going to last the entire life if my child needs it. <laughs> Other than that, um did it add life to your knees, Todd, while while fishing this year? Yeah, I'm, 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 as, as the season progresses, I'm, I'm more and more impressed because, you know, we had a couple of real big wash down days here and, uh, you know, I did have a lot of musky poop and blood and, you know, I, I keep on it a little bit, but, uh, man, after a couple of good wash downs, that stuff does look, it looks perfect. I, I see no blemishes. Everything seems to be doing good. I threw a couple of limits of walleyes on the floor and let them bounce around. Like I see everybody else doing just to try it out and yeah, they bounce nice. You're trying to get that Instagram photo of like a big bloody tuna laying on the bottom. Yeah, eighteen, twenty-ish walleyes. But hey, <laughs> well, you're just competing with Instagram. So that's all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah so nice. Great. Well, that's what I like to hear. I mean, because I don't want to say you were skeptical in the beginning, but you know, you hadn't had it yet, and uh, you were interested to see how it holds up. And as we are. We're approaching the autumn of the fishing season for you guys. Am I mistaken in saying that? Oh, yeah. Fall came in like a uh, light switch. (laughs) Holy (laughs) smokes, didn't it? Yeah. It went from, it knew the day. (laughs) It was was right on the day. I was going to say that. Like, the last day of summer, it was 75 degrees, and then the next day it was a cold front of 50. Yeah. Frozen. (laughs) In huge, huge wins. And it has not stopped that much, really. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is be- even though you're only about 40 miles from me, when you're like, it was a high of 75, I'm like, what are you talking about? We were like 80 degrees for 10 days leading up to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a five-degree difference between where you guys are at and I'm at. Yeah. And uh, it was just an incredible switch. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about that switch here, uh, but I'm going to first kind of wrap up some aqua traction here. So, if you're in the market to look, uh, you know, for a new boat flooring, um, be sure to to check out Aqua Traction. They've got the competitors beat um, when it comes to uh, the foam flooring. It's uh, 100% closed cell polyethylene foam. Uh, that closed cell means it's not going to absorb water. It's going to be stain resistant. They've got the gr- a great warranty. Uh, it is made to your boat. You're going to have options here. You're going to have different, uh, you know, just different designs. It's it's almost limitless. You can have, you know, different colors, different. It's really cool what you can do, how you can kind of checkerboard this and put, you know, a, like a crosshatch pattern here and then maybe just a border here and the, the double layer uh, color, like the top layer, the bottom layer and how they route the foam and uh, looks great, very functional. Uh, I'm glad I have it in my boat. So if if that's kind of like a winter project you're looking at, be sure to reach out to Nick at amfmarine.com. That is the email address, amfmarine. That, uh, that's kind of like in the Vic sporting uh, area. That's western Pennsylvania, eastern Ohio. Uh, be sure to uh, reach out. Tell them that you heard it here. Uh, but if you're not in our area, please look up uh, Aqua Traction. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Let's get back to that weather. Um, it, 
not only did it come in cold front, but it brought in probably the most continuous rain that I can recall since Katrina up here. <laughs> I mean, would, would, you, you, say, would, you, would you say that that was hurricane-related? No, because the hurricane hadn't even made landfall yet. I thought that one like was hit up in Canada, which was a huge rarity. I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that one, so I'm not going to say yes or no there. Uh, I, I don't know either, but um, I thought it was residual from that. Um, but yes, water. The, the, the wild thing about that was looking at the radar, it wasn't like it's a giant, you know, four states size blob. It was like it was just coming in, starting, not stopping. Then when it did stop, you're like, oh, okay, we must be done. And then it all of a sudden another little pop up that just never seemed to leave you. No. Uh, I, I mean, you looked at the map and it was kind of like a shotgun pattern. I would say that's that's true too, and it it seemed to just not escape us at all. Right. So like so this what, why this is such an important topic about us talking about the weather was I had planned to do a uh, Wednesday fishing trip. I was going to leave work early and I was going to go down my favorite river and and just see what happens. Now the funny thing was was that the guy I was going with. I'm like, yeah, we're, it looks like we're going to get some rain, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I'm not really concerned that it's going to raise the water level too much, though I wouldn't mind two or three feet. And the water temperature was 69 degrees on when I when I was saying this on Friday to him. And I'm like, a little bit of rain. I said, the ground's still dry. I'm not, I'm not worried about it doing anything. Well, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday came... And it went from 69 degrees down to 55 degrees, and it rose almost eight feet. <laughs> Needless to say, I did not go fishing. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so... Even when, you, even when you're going to go, you still don't because something like that. Well, <laughs> it was raining just... It just... It, it was never like, oh, it's a light drizzle. It's... Yeah, we're getting we're, we're getting cranked on. Um, my boat was filled up every night, all day and all night. It did not all stop day, all night. Uh, uh, auto bilges? No, I I pulled my auto bilge because the way that I park at my camp, um, it turns on and it like sprays out onto the road, and I guess it, it hit people <laughs> like when they were like walking by. Probably with like so, like a small dog and a baby carriage type thing, and well, it got the it, it got so. the chihuahua wet. Yeah, I turned it. I turned that off, and I got and I didn't want it to like drop power either. So I do it in the in the morning or like if I'm driving to a spot when I get on plane. You definitely tell when there's a lot of water in that boat. It's kind of fun to try and get it on plane like that. It's humbling. When when you have three hundred gallons of water in your boat, just how sucky your motors can run. Uh, once it gets up there, though, it runs really, really nice without weight in the back. I guess it would be weight all over the place, but predominantly, I mean, were, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was times when it was coming out of the uh, 
the actual like floor drain. Like it was, it was all the way flush with it. And when I took off, like it, it spit up a little bit. I was like, oh, I should empty this thing. Yeah, th- now's the time to turn the switch on. Yeah. Yeah, it. Um, according to like the area, th- this. You know, after we talked about just how bad this rain was and all this, um, in in like where my area is, it was showing around four and a half inches of rain, and I'm like, man, that that's a lot of rain. Don't get me wrong, but it just didn't seem like like that's a lot. And we had some chip barrels outside at work. We have them in, in this big dumpster thing, and it was just delivered. And we opened it up to get a couple chip barrels, and I, I, I kid you not, there's seven or eight inches of water in each of those. But like all the all the weather spots say that we got like four and a half inches. It was it was ridiculous. I and I believe those barrels were dry when when they were dropped yeah. off. But anyways, we're we're just complaining about the weather, but it does screw with no, stuff. I mean, it, it, the the lake had to have yeah. gone up. Oh yeah. Does that change your guys' fishing at all? Well, like the one day. You know, we got hit, like, for four straight days, like you said. And the one day you stepped down into the boat, the next day you stepped flush with the boat, and then the next day to get in the boat, you stepped up and over the gunnel to get into the boat. Uh, so it just was amazing to see how how quickly it rose. And if you think back to last year, the lake did that as well. Um, but it was a little bit more severe and this was kind of a midsummer hit and that's when, you know, like kind of the levees broke and the tributaries and, uh, you know, trees and garbage were all over the place. I didn't see that this time. And that's usually like the biggest, uh, change for, for us would be like, if, you know, we can't fish this area now because, it's completely blown out with timber and trash, and garbage, and swing sets, and things like that, or whatever blows out of the tributary. I didn't notice any of that this time around. Todd, did you notice any, like, no toys or anything no. this time? <laughs> yeah, I know there were places that looked like that, but I didn't fish there. You know what I mean? I, I didn't notice it, but I know I saw docks floating. It's uh, coming out of their lifts. It went up substantially. Even though a lot of the boats are getting removed now. Yeah, it definitely came up, but I didn't see a lot of water clarity problems. Um, It's what it is. I definitely noticed it. When you fish here every day, you know, I I, I go to my spot and I'm looking and I'm thinking, why is this saying 15 feet? This is supposed to be 13 feet here, 13 and a half feet. You know what I mean? And it's funny once you can notice difference you know <laughs> it's a big deal up here if it goes up two feet it's a it's a huge deal i mean obviously because docks are floating away and things of that nature but i got a call from a guy that has like a boat rental t- today on the uh on the water it's like Bemis bay toys or whatever and he he has these like little go-karts to rent and one of them went astray <laughs> he asked me to look for it. And it went yeah. from it uh, went from all the way in Bemis Bay down to the southern basin. A go kart? Uh, so uh, they call it a go kart on the water. It's got like two pontoons and a fifty 
horsepower four stroke on it. You like sit there and just drive it around. It it's absolutely like crazy. One of them yeah. flipped. One of them flipped last year. They're not as annoying as like jet skis or anything, but um, yeah, they call it a go kart on the water. I mean, this thing's like lightless and has a fifty horsepower engine. The things go like thirty five mile an hour. It's real wild. Yeah. Yeah, there was they, they beat Governor Don this year from last year because last year I saw numerous flipped ones and they are not going near as fast as they were last season. <laughs> right, yeah. They, they did something because I saw the sheriffs getting somebody out and I know we both saw one flipped one day and I think they changed that around. The you know, the they're not as insane as they were. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but this thing this thing had floated like ten ten miles away. And was just like pushed up into nothingness, into a bay. And he, he found it today. It was so yeah. You pretty much like fun. yeah. I didn't find it, and, and like your truck is driving away with it in the bed. <laughs> I thought yeah, like somebody would would steal one of those things, but they're not too practical outside of just going fast and getting in the way of everything. There, there was a similar one to on Edinburgh Lake a few years back, except it wasn't a pontoon. It was a little V haul, like. Like you would expect, like a closed bow, and it was like I don't know, twelve feet, twelve feet long, and I think it had a fifty on the back of it. And they, you know, they were renting it out, and you'd see it buzzing around like a mosquito out there, just skipping everywhere. And I'm like, that'd be cool if you had your own private lake, but yeah. I, I'm not sure on a unlimited horsepower, bunch of wake and kayakers, and oh my gosh, okay, so. I want to talk about kayakers real quick. Do you guys have kayakers that go out in the middle of the lake and just sit there? Oh, yeah. Do, do Absolutely. You know, do you know how much that drives me nuts? Yeah, especially when they pull right into your trolling line and just stop. Well, uh, the, like, I think any boat that goes out in the middle of a lake and sits is insane. I, I guess I, I, I kind of understand like, hey, this is freedom and we can come out here and do this. We have every right to be out here. I'm not saying they don't, but I, there should be a suggestion thing like you and your dark blue t- kayak look just like the water out there and you're 18 inches high and there are people like, looking for boats, not barely a floating human. I mean, oh my gosh, like I almost creamed one one day on Edinburgh and, you know, it's not like I wasn't paying attention. It was actually, we had a customer's boat we were working on and I was out there and I'm like, holy crap, I just missed this person. And and they just go out there in the middle and sit there. Yeah. It, it, it I don't know. It, it's, it's frustrating to me because it's, it would be absolutely yeah. the, the driver of the boat's fault to hit someone like that. But also on the same token, it's like, there's got to be something. There, there has to be something there. At least write uh, life jackets, which I think are like optional for these people because I don't see them all wearing them. But yeah, they do blend in pretty well with the with the waterline. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's my me complaining about stuff that's never going to change. But anyway, so do you think that this uh, this added water is going to be changing your guys' fishing? Did it did it affect the patterns? Because I know we're just kind of getting out of it. Do you notice anything different, better, worse, deeper, shallower? No, no, it, it not not for me. Everything seemed to be same old musky fishing one hundred and one. Same same. Are, are you are you casting or trolling? 
I've been trolling. We've done a little casting. I haven't haven't seen much casting this summer. I can tell you that. All right. I I didn't know if if you added a, you know a foot and a half to the weeds. Does that does that open up you know that it, much more weeds that you can fish over? It it could. And the water temps are dropping. I I sure hope that there's a little more of a a transition period. Casting bite this this yeah. I mean, because we we went we went from seventy four degree water temps down to what temps I was seeing like sixty two, sixty two like, yeah, in like a a week span. That's a big drop. Just every, every day it's going down like two degrees. Ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, and it's rising. Yeah. You know what else is terrible? Things that stay stationary in the middle of things. Is this six point buck that I almost just trashed <laughs> on this drive? New York, New York or PA? New York. It was, it was heading towards your area. Perfect. Send them my way because I've got garbage on camera. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the high, the the water's been been changing. Uh, the whole light switch of the fall was crazy. I mean, it was it was nice after Labor Day. Like it was like Indian summer, but like super hot. And there was a lot of bodies on the water, uh, a lot of pleasure boating going. And then that just that switch of big, huge wind and then all that rain behind it just kind of mitigated everything. It was nice. Uh, and it was, you know, just it was treacherous to be out there in that rain. It was just disgusting. Um, so I always think that big weather changes like that affect you more than it affects the fish because it's like super annoying to be out there when you're getting rained on the whole time. Um, and you know, that might, that might change your, uh, change your, uh, ability to do some things just because, you know, you gotta have like a ball and chain on you because you're getting heat on the whole time. But, um, the, the patterns have not changed. It wasn't like super substantial. I'm surprised that it didn't change some water clarity. Um, it's actually getting clearer, in my opinion, um, with the water temperature going down and those huge winds just kind of like blew all the algae staying away from the areas that I was fishing. Um, so it, in that regard, it's, it's been uh, relatively nice. And I would agree with Todd right now. Uh, those casting trips we're doing are, are just grueling, absolutely grueling. Um, and it's just like the pole. It's just a complete opposite of last year where I was having very good success casting with clients and uh you know you go back and do that now uh, I, I know i told todd i was like i've done xxx and i've seen zero fish doing this and uh it kind of it's kind of sucks but i mean um you know whatever i mean if it's not if you can't get them casting i mean the trolling picks up a little bit so uh it's been it's been a difficult casting bite and, and i think that if um the best way to target them right now and it's a way that you know i absolutely hate doing it that way uh would be to fish way off the weeds you know you're probably going to catch them better in deeper water you know like a deep weed weed edge that goes up to 14 feet and you're sitting there casting in 30 feet of water you probably have a better shot at getting them there and if you might only get one you know you might get one strike a day but it's been very very tough on the cast um once our summer left 
in the in in the weeds kind of died off. It's it, it's just been a uh, a dud in that regard. I uh, I read this article once that in the fall a tip would be to look for the new green weeds. Do you ever read that one, Todd? Yeah, I did read that a few years back. <laughs> Doing that, I know I I have casting. I've got a cast coming. I hope. I tell you, the more you. <laughs> I always, you know, Vance said every year you can't, I mean, it, what what happened this summer with my casting, I would have never bet that in a million years that it would be tough to see a fish. The lake is only so big. I casted the whole entire place with different baits. I mean, I, it, 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 it's unexplainable to me other than the fact that they're out in the open water and they're deep that's you know typically there's always fish everywhere out here in this lake but uh i you know it, it it dumbfounds me every time that i've been casting all summer that just i, it, I can't explain it <laughs> never happened before you know yep i uh yeah that was it uh, was grueling i'm gonna tell you like the really the big upside to this cold front none of you have mentioned it you probably don't know what I'm going to say either, but this is a huge positive. You guys ready? Yes. It really cut down the bee population from buzzing around you. <laughs> it did. Yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 as, as I age to I'm my grumpy old man of 38, I, I almost like <laughs> yeah, the well. fall. Why is it bee season in the fall? Yeah. I've been asking that for years. I feel like it's bee season all the time around me. Yeah. But yeah, yeah then bees don't well, like that cold. I, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, if it wasn't for the torrential downpours for those few days, I mean, I'm ready. I like fishing in long johns and being out in this weather. I mean, two or three days where there's, you know, I leave, there's nobody in the parking lot. I come back and maybe Vance is there. That's it. Two boats, you know, <laughs> I like that part of it. I love that part of it. Yeah. I mean, there's a, the only fakes many days, and there's not that many people. There's still there's some guys out there. There was guys fishing in that rain a bit. Not too many, but uh, that that's the part I like. I'd rather do this than sit out there in the middle of the summer when it's 80 degrees and we're going to, uh, you know, 90 degrees. <laughs> so I'm ready for it. Yeah, this is the best time. I mean, this is what everybody looks forward to. Mm-hmm. It's the most fun time of year to fish. You, know, you never know how, how big it's going to be or whatever, but it's usually comfortable. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. And it's 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 like it's stabilizing now. Uh, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to rain like that anymore. And uh, so, you know, yeah, we're I, absolutely I, geared up, ready to go for fall. Yeah, I did. I I would be surprised if we don't. Get, I mean, it's, it, you know, the, our temps. I mean, what was it, 37 here this morning? I mean, the temps aren't going to, you know. We're probably going to get some warm days coming up. I, it, I would be guessing. It, it always warms up middle October. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Todd, how long are you going to be fishing to? The, like calendar? Uh, till the last day of October. Okay. Then you're, you're, you're packing up last day of October. Yeah. I got a couple trips lined up in Pennsylvania right now in November, but I'm going to do those limited. Got to get my daughter deer first. Okay. Hold on. Just up. like that. So uh, Vance dropped. I just got him back. So uh, yeah, Todd, are, are 
are you ready? You, you said you said you're going to get try to get your daughter a deer. So is everything yeah. set up there? Oh yeah, we're set up. I'm I'm fishing tomorrow, and then I'm going home for a couple of days. Uh, with her like three days, and then I'm coming back up for the rest of the month, and then I'm wrapping it up. Going to do some trips in Pennsylvania in November, limited, but uh, I mean it's deer season for me, so I'll be coming back up here on the 19th or whenever that is. So yeah, but I'll be wrapping up the end of the month. So I got basically uh, four weeks. Yeah, three four weeks. Yeah. Advance. How long are you fishing for? I'm fishing all the way through. I'll be be up there till November. Okay, uh, but all the way through. That is, when, when's 30th. the season? Like, okay, so November thirtieth is when you're you're done to the end of yeah. the season. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yep. November thirtieth. So you still got two months to go. Yep. Yes, I do. Looking forward to it, and then looking forward to getting into bait season. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I know. I don't think any of us are, but it'll be here quick. <laughs> it'll be here very quick. I feel like we just left the musky max. It, it'll be here so fast because that's like bait bait making season is right around the Christmas season, and it's just like oh great, back at it again. Mm-hmm. But did, did we talk? Did we talk about? Me going to Canada? I think I, th- I don't even know if we mentioned that. I mm-hmm. think that we talked. I, mean, I I wasn't on a couple there, but so um, we did a bait review. I got I, I Gearman Steve. We, we had that guest on, and you were really quiet. Right. And I was driving into Canada. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't think we did. I mean, stuff is running. I I, I kind of try to enter hunting season with like a clear mind, and that is no. anything but right now. So, yeah. All right, then give us give us a quick rundown of Canada. <laughs> if you guys heard this stuff, listen to it again because I don't listen remember it. Again, it. But I don't remember it either. I don't think we discussed it, but we were actually uh, doing a podcast while I I was driving in, and in the car we had our wives. It was the musky puke podcast the, the musky puke podcast yeah. yes and my, my wife's baby everything there and you know i was switching signals from like you know at&t to telus or rogers whatever they run up there and doing the show and trying to stay quiet while like the baby would be like <laughs> making noises and stuff <laughs> and then but i'm uh, over here like vance this was a guest uh, you set up let's let's have you talk <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we went up to Canada. It was the first time I was there in five years. I can't believe it was that long ago. I was there in 2018, four years, whatever it has been. And uh, but it just felt like such a long time, and uh, it was an easy drive to get up there. Um, there's always like if you cross into Canada where we're at, uh, uh, just like four years ago at the Peace Bridge, there's a ton of construction on the QEW. Uh, still and um, but we didn't hit any of the construction barrels or anything it was it was a it was a great safe drive up and uh, <laughs> we got to uh, fish up there for about two and a half days and um, we we dropped in on the, on the first day and uh, just went out for the evening and we went four for five in a very short time and 
you know, I texted Todd. I was like, oh, I like, you know, the goalie was going off, uh, King Wiley. And uh, it was like nothing changed up there. But uh, it, was, it was just such a relaxing trip, even with the wives and the baby. And just see, staring off and seeing nothing is such a fun thing. And, and looking up and seeing no boats and uh, no pleasure boats or anything like that. It was almost like a, a rehabilitating trip. Like I was like, yes, you know, like my, I'm, I'm here. I'm like, like it. I'm, I'm enjoying this. You know, it's, I, I don't have to worry about anything, like any pleasure boats or anything. It was, it was uh, just phenomenal to be back up there. And like, it was like clockwork. Boom, boom, boom. Those jointed Wileys, they went off like crazy. I was so excited about that. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm I'm glad it was a good trip. It it definitely was, the, the the child does make it different than in past. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. And we we went out. I took took him out on the boat up there, and he got to touch his uh, you know, first musky. He had his first little musky experience, and he's starting to say musky now, like like mumbling it, like musky, like trying to put that together and. It was it was just uh, a nice little experience we had up there with, with the uh, kiddo, and um, we caught it, caught great fish, and um, you know Wileys were, were kicking butt again, and it was just uh, it was incredible. I think like every angler should do that, and especially every like guy that does it full time. I know there's not a lot of us, but like Todd, myself. You know, to take a little break and go and do that, it kind of like reignites the flame. Like, yay, I'm, I'm out here doing this. It, it helps out a lot. I felt like I got like eight hours of sleep. I felt like reinvigorated. It was awesome. If they invented teleportation, I'd probably do it. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I mean, you guys make it so nice when you're like, yeah, driving through Toronto, it never ends. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I've been through those cities before, like Chicago. Just just terrible. I just hate that driving. Yeah. If they, yeah, invent, if they invent, if it, if it invent teleportation, I would have probably kept doing some more PMTT events. But, I mean, it's just. that would That would be very helpful in that, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I you know, you drive to the Lake Minnetonka in Minnesota, pulling the boat through Chicago and all that, and run out there, hurry up, fish, run back. And at that point, I had to come back and go to work. And we did a, a Western hunt there in, oh, I can't remember, 2005. And, you know, you jump on an airplane, and I show up, and I'm right in, in, in the Minneapolis airport, and there's the lake. I was like, okay, so that was two hours. I'd fly here if someone would bring my boat. <laughs> I'd fish. But right. It, the, the towing it and just whole day of that I, it just doesn't interest me that much anymore so yeah it, it definitely <clears throat> makes it it definitely makes it difficult there yeah I, I mean it, but Canada's closer than all those places that's oh yeah. yeah yeah and uh, but it was it was a good time it just it's endless up there and no one's around and all the uh, restrictions are lifted up there now, and it's just it's really nice. 
going to do it again next year. Uh, I just think it's a nice little break in the action, and uh, you know, my family enjoys it as well. So you know, it's kind of like a no-brainer for me. But uh, if I left, I wasn't there for four years, and boom, same stuff. We had we had action on other things too, some PKs, uh, fret hold made a couple new baits uh these uh, big jointed nine inch baits those things were firing uh as well and um but you know it was just it was great to be up there completely uh different fishing than on the little chautauqua yeah i'll never know i'll have to take your word on it <laughs> um yeah that's true that's true but Vance, did you uh, did you take um, whatever it is, the live scope or whatever the hummingbird version? Did you take that up into Canada? Um, I did not, uh, and that's because the last time I used it, I I brought it out for an evening charter uh, for a gentleman that I know that like likes live scope, and uh, I uh, we were casting. And I had it in its bracket and everything. And um, I went to redo the drift and uh, immediately broke it right off the boat. I don't know what I did, uh, but it just smashed into pieces, the, the bracket. And it was like hanging on by the power cord. So it remains in the back of my truck now. Um, Does it... Does it spend most of its time next to two or three boxes of stainless propellers? Mm, yeah, yeah, pretty much. It just stays in stays in the back of the truck. You know, I, I don't I don't use it. You know, I don't feel like Chautauqua is real privy to uh, to use uh, a live scope. I just don't feel like it's it's a huge advantage on that lake. And you know, us fishing at it as much as we do, it really doesn't give me any type of advantage unless i was you know jigging a giant hole all the time and i'm not but thinking uh, my my people do that did you ever watch your trolling baits uh yeah i watched the trolling baits that's i mean that's got it there's a with just how technology is nowadays and and the asphyxiation to, to screens i know that i'd find that addicting sit there it's addicting yeah so like and for example today i uh i went out and i've been starting later in the day and that's why i'm still driving right now and i apologize for any road noise to anybody that's listening but um the uh the gentleman asked me uh do you mind if i bring a uh, a live scope they called it a cheat scope and i said yeah sure whatever you know I'm a what scope a cheat scope. They were saying it's cheating, you know. Oh, okay. And and uh, I was like, yeah, bring yeah, bring it. Whatever you guys want to do, let's just get fishing. And uh, we saw one trolling bait the whole day. Like you but only was, you were only able to to find it on one. On one, yes. Yeah. So he saw one. I and I was doing a little dip bit of different things it was difficult to see those baits but um so he was he was trying to dial it in and he was new to it but he was in the back uh working it and i was just you know at at the uh helm doing my normal thing and uh you know 
he had that down rod in the scope and it did go off, but he missed it. Uh, like he missed the seeing the strike on the screen. We just were all talking and you know the rod went off. The minute he and, looks uh, up. The minute he looks up, yeah. But he was he was glued to it. I, I thought he was sleeping a couple times back there, but he was just had his hands folded and he was looking down at the floor at this thing. And uh, you know how you but, know there's fish when the drag when goes it, out. When the drag goes out, is usually a giant indicator and uh, easier way so, than watching trains. Yeah, I know. And uh, there's something neat about I mean, knowing. I mean, it's it's a cool toy, and all like in our lifetime, those units are probably going to all have them, and it's probably going to be a lot less cumbersome than putting in this enormous stainless steel bracket over over your you know, the side of your gunnel and doing all that stuff. I'm sure they're going to simplify it a little bit better. And, but yes, I have one, you know, I have the hummingbird one. I never, ever use it ever. And cause you uh, broke it. And I broke it when I did use it. So, I mean, I pretty much do that to everything, but, um, I expected this to last more than like three days. <laughs> But like I said, it's just not a great, it's not a great lake to do that in. Uh, you know, it's not so open water driven, big rubber cast and jig and stuff like that. You know, it, it's, it's just a, you know, aquatic dream up there of just weeds and stuff. So and and your other structure is just a giant bait ball. So, you know, yeah. what are you doing? What do you, what do you do? Like, you know. In the scan, I mean, guys, we turned it on and guys want to watch there. There's, there's nothing to scan in this lake. I mean, there's a few sunken boats that you can see, but the bottom of the lake looks like the surface of the moon. There's nothing, you know, it, it's really neat down home on the, on the reservoirs. I mean, you can see the road beds and you can see brush piles and, uh, you know, the creek channels and stuff like that, but there's nothing like that in this. Like all you see is bait, which you're seeing on your 2D image anyhow. Uh, I would agree there. Not much to look at, you know. It's like me. Yeah, not I, much to look at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, but it's cool. It doesn't offend me or or anything like that. Uh, uh-huh. You know, if people want to use it, they can use it, um, and like it's welcome on my boat. I. They brought it up, and I was like, well, you know, I have the hummingbird one. And they were like, oh, well, we didn't need to bring this. I was like, yeah, but I didn't want to, like, rain on your parade. You can you can use it. Uh, <laughs> so. You'll be disappointed with mine as it's in seven pieces in the corner. <laughs> just the bracket. Just the bracket broke, and it was plastic, like, Z-decking on it. I have a replacement, but because I'm not using it, um, I, I'm not going to fix it <laughs> okay the guys that are using it and have it you know for further jigging and it's you know i guess it's i guess it's helping them they see the fish coming you know mm-hmm. make sure you keep jigging and i know guys that are catching fish out here doing jigging with it but that's all about you know that's all i've heard well you know the thing is i had one on my boat I did the same exact thing as I did the the day before, the day prior. It didn't. It, it's not changing my style of fishing for the particular lake we're guiding on. 
So I don't really feel like it's a, a tool. I feel like it gets in the way more than than anything with coolers coming on and now bags with uh, uh, many layers of clothing for the fall and stuff like that. So it's just another thing that gets in the way. It's it's really, really cool technology. Love mm. it. Like, really cool. Um, if I did nothing, like, it would be... And looking at stuff with that live scope and not fishing like kind of like the time when me and todd went out night fishing and we just sat there and scanned the water to see big muskies in the shallows and we were like oh this is like really cool yeah uh, you know i that, that that's amazing you know it's super cool what's down there you know but from a fishing standpoint right now it's just not not in the cards for me um and like i said the way that i was fishing today you could only see one bait and uh you know that, that was it it didn't it didn't change anything for me today but uh, i like the technology really cool stuff but i'm not using it right now nice and we got a we got a 50 today but without the live scope thing i mean oh, wow. technically it was on so but uh, that was, I guess you could, you could call it, it hit a uh, board rod, but the, the live scope couldn't see that. But, uh, we chalked it up to, uh, having a very successful day because of the live scope. That was a, the ongoing joke. Well, it was on board. I know it. I know it. It worked. <laughs> yeah. But you can't like, isn't that okay? So here's a couple things about sonar, and, I, and I've been, been noticing this because I've been fishing uh, like well into the evening a little bit more, and uh, so you can see what all I'm looking for is bait. Where's that bait gonna be? You know, that's that's the the most simple thing when you're trolling is if you can find bait, you're gonna find there's gonna be fish there eventually just a matter of are you going to turn around and go back through that and wait this out now when i'm in shallow water the, the cone angle is bigger smaller if i'm in deep water bigger smaller it's showing such a small area of what your boat is covering um and still with the way that i was running today um even with that live scope it couldn't touch my spread you know it had no idea what was going on and we're running inline boards, and it couldn't see those boards. Uh, it could hardly see the one rod. So, what do you feel the effective range is? Fifty feet. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it, it's about fifty feet. You know, I would. Yeah, fifty feet, like fifty feet behind you. You know, or fifty feet in front of you. Uh, but you can't see all of your rods in. So when people are running a live scope trolling, I think that's where it's weakest is in the trolling game uh, because you can't see that, that spread. And there's a lot, a lot of people that fish, you know, big giant mass systems and they're, they're getting those baits away further and further away. I don't see how the live scope could pick them up. My hummingbird one couldn't do it. The, uh, the Garmin one couldn't do it today. Uh, So we got to keep a couple things in mind. So like, if this thing is firing backwards at a bait, that's let's just say it's 45 degrees off the, the gunnel. 
okay? Mm-hmm. And it's, let's just say you got it absolutely perfect centered, and it's whatever, uh, on a board rod, but it's grabbing it towards the end of its 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 range. Even the slightest turn from the wind or you're making any kind of a turn, that's going to change the position of the bait in relationship to the boat, which then will take it out of, because the, the live scope can't follow the bait. It just, it goes where you put it. So if, if you're getting hit by waves and stuff, you might be in and out of it so quickly that it'd be almost impossible to keep it on something out there like that with high wind, you got waves, you're going to, you can't just troll straight all day long. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's also like, you also got to kind of figure out what you're actually trying to look for. And when it's out there and it's collecting all this data, I would imagine it would appear to be smaller you know, when it's out at the end, whereas like if you bring it up like right next to it, it's going to show up bigger on the screen. So you might be, it might be picking it up, but you're just not seeing it. And it's, it's, it's coming and going so much. Whereas if you had it straight behind the boat, it's less affected, you know, like it was pointing straight behind the boat and you had a down rod that's right down the gunnel. It doesn't have a whole lot of shift. That line doesn't shift as much as a board rod or, or anything like that, just because of, proximity to where I guess if you want to call it the center of the of the sonar there does that make sense like your pit your pivot point yeah it does make sense because when you do a strong turn and that thing is your pivot uh it it loses it because the baits are moving there's no yeah, doubt the, about the, the that inside that. inside rods slow down and might might yeah. fall behind the outside's going to speed up and it might actually pull it out right so I, I've seen that, but I still think that I can't see I can't see the board rods. You know, I don't think that it has the capability to shoot out there in the waters that we're fishing with. Uh, you know, they're kind of like gritty and dark and there's some sediment in it. I can't see that board rod. I just don't think it's picking up enough. Yeah, and every, I, it every, might have to be how, how far out is it? Like, that's kind of what I was saying. Is like, is it? Right? Is it you know, can can it so, pick up clearly fifty feet? And if if so, you might have a seventy five on the board rod plus another thirty behind the board, and it's just like yeah, I can't reach it. Right, and that's what I was like thinking about with you know because you're looking at your sonar so many times, and you you know, Todd can attest to this where you're like, oh, there's a mark, and then boom, the rod goes off, but you have no idea what's going on on that uh, that other side of your spread. You can't see what's going on on those boards. It's just really just bait oriented. You're looking for that bait. And uh, I noticed like in it, at the end of the night, when you kind of get a low light situation, you get a lot of like artifact on your graph. It, it starts to look like it'll turn like my coloring is red and yellow and blue or whatever. It starts to get like really dense, like, in all water columns and you're like it looks like bait but it's not it's just artifact like right there you obviously have the dinosaur bones and arrowheads well just like it's it's hanging off of something yeah like why is it what why is that stuff showing up at low light uh in low light situations whereas it's seven o'clock and everything looks clear and the screen's white and you see your bait fish and you see your hooks 
to 7:30 when the sun crests crests the horizon all of a sudden boom you have your whole screen's lit up with just junk okay you, have you ever experienced that i haven't but i can explain to you what you're seeing this is great cuz i said this is a great question for andy okay and we saw it we saw it on the live scope too so continue okay so you might not be fully aware but chautauqua has this this uh, invertebrate that lives at the bottom that comes up and <laughs> in low light it comes up and feeds. I thought you were gonna have an, a real answer for me. This this Crap. invertebrate is part of the worm family. <laughs> the next podcast we're gonna talk a little bit more about that, but. <laughs> So this is the reason. <laughs> it Thank has you. to be clearly. Thank it's either you. that the only reasonable explanation is Bigfoot. <laughs> I but what have you noticed that Todd? Like, does your screen like oh, light yeah. up when? What what is yeah. that? Like, why does it do that? I I just always turn the sensitivity down. I I don't know. But you or always could you like could, could could you do something, you know, like with those kilohertz numbers or whatever, like KZ is, like, you know, how it says in the bottom left corner or what you're reading, do, will that change anything? Do you understand any of that, Andy? I, I think the way we fish, we, we, we are using, let's say we're fishing out in our deep water, 30 feet. I mean, we're looking at 15 feet spread, probably. So you're not even, you're, you're barely in cover, you know, what you're seeing on that screen in 2D it's barely covering your out rods and your boat. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yes. Very small. It's very small. But, but if you, you know, the, the thing goes to, you know, 2000 feet, you go out onto Lake Erie when I was out there a couple of times and I'm out in a hundred feet. My gosh, it seems to work so much better. <laughs> but I'm looking at uh, a 50 foot wide span then, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. But I, but that, 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 night stuff i mean that, that always happens as it gets dark it just i just turn the sensitivity down to get rid of the garbage i still see the marks it's just to pick up a lot of the stuff you know i, I i'm just i'm theorizing here i mean I, I i kept that joke pretty good but um could it have yeah, something nice. to do with with water temperature something cooling and maybe settling down or you know would it be some kind of it kind of looks like a big giant, like if you're in 30 foot of water, it looks like a big giant thermocline. Like when I, when you pick up the thermocline, how it's just like kind of a consistent uh, bar, you know, like across mm-hmm. your, your 2D sonar, the color. It just looks like that through all the water columns. So maybe it is like temperature oriented. I don't know. That's a good, that's a good theory. I mean, it might have to do something with light. I don't know. Like with, I would imagine algae's just on the top because it's sucking up the sun and, Maybe it gets tired and just settles down to the bottom, and when the sun comes back up, it's just up oh, time to climb up. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like I, I literally have no idea. Yeah. Um, most of my fishing has has been on moving water, and you know I'm normally out, out of there because it's dangerous if you're trying to motor where there's giant logs and rocks and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I I try not to be there after dark. <laughs> I was thinking about that today when I was motoring in it and the guy just like texted me about the astray 
he called it like a Hellcat or something, which was the go kart that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. I, was like, um, I was like, I should slow down. I should go a lot slower here. I wasn't going too fast, but I was like, yeah, this water levels up. I'm smarter than this. I'm gonna back off. Well, so that reminds me of like you're coming in at dark, and and when I would do Erie, I'd be going out at early morning, and I'm, yeah. I'm like driving, and I'm like, well. I can't see. Is it going to change anything if I hit something at 30 miles an hour or 20 miles an hour? <laughs> and then you're like, I'm going to risk it. And then you just go and you're like, I'm going to slow down. But you you can't see anything anyway. And a flashlight is completely useless. Well, so It's almost counterproductive. It is. What like I, you, you think I, you're going to see something, but like it all looks like it almost looks darker with it on. It does, you know, like when I'm when I'm driving at night or whatever, uh, if I don't turn the power on my Tarova off, that green light distracts me. It puts on, it's like the brightest light in the world all of a sudden. And, and you can't see as far because like your eyes just torn to it, like gl- glued to that. Yeah, or like the uh, your um, what are they called? Like your speedometer and your gauges that are in front of you at the helm. Yep. Like they have this like lit up red ring around them. And I wish they didn't because it just like lights my face up. I can't see anything. Oh my gosh. In my truck, my dimmer light is all the way as low as it goes. Just because when I'm driving at night, like when you turn your headlights on, like I still have to turn my headlights on the backlit on all my gauges and stuff is as low as possible. Yeah. it, it, it It seems like the older I get, the more that these things bother me. Different lights and, and the and the volume of, of noises that that just I, I mean it's I'm kind of being truthful here. It's like you know the pounding of a hammer. Now all of a sudden I'm like God, this thing is just really annoying to me. So I'm wearing earmuffs a lot and sunglasses and I, I'm I'm getting really really pale. So are you turning into a vampire that's going to thirst off of bloodworms? Well, I I might have to, but yeah. We, we, well, luckily we we've got some uh, we we've got a remedy for that. <laughs> yeah, that was just something like weird today because we were just you know it showed up on everything on the you know live scope. It showed up on the two D sonar. It shows up on your down scan, and just like these things are pointless right now. And they're just kind of pointless in in general when I'm out there. That I feel like those things are on. If anything I pay attention to the most is like my map line. I'm like, where am I? Like, when am I going to turn? I turned here. I turned there. I got to go back through here. And, uh, but yeah, it was just something I was curious about if you guys. Yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish I could. I have a feeling it has to do with something with temperature or sunlight. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. was, did it calm down? Did did the lake calm down as as the day went on? Uh, yeah, it it it, it calmed down. Um, and yeah, it was it was relatively still driving in, and uh, like, and who knows? Maybe that had something to do with it. If stuff got really swooshed up, and and you know, you just kind of got dirt pockets falling or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I mean, I I know that like when you drive, so you're trolling along a boat, you know crosses your path in front of you and then you troll through that you'll get that disturbance from where the prop and stuff was big time so yeah, it's it stays there for a while 
something else. Oh yeah, like when a boat goes by. How yeah, you'll pick it up? By, I, five minutes later, you go through and guys like, "Wow, look at that!" I'm like, "No, that was that boat." It was like, yeah. It takes a long time. For, that that could have. That could be it, or part of it. Yeah. If 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 the ra- waves are crashing and stuff, and it's just like, yeah, stuff is well, now settling down. Yeah, we get a lot of that on the surface. Like if you're in 12 feet of water and there's two and a half footers out there, I get disturbance down five feet. You can't even see anything, and I'm like, that's not bait. That's because it's so windy. You know, when a boat goes by, you know, mm-hmm. once again. It can be windy when I go out on Lake Erie, but I'm out 90 feet, and you put it on a 90-foot screen, you barely even see that, but you're just zoomed in on it because it's up top. Uh, but a quick question for Vance. He's mentioned something there. Have you ever have you ever thought that you saw a thermocline in this lake? No. I mean, either. <laughs> I want to know your answer. <laughs> Dude, I, I, we, I know. No. <laughs> no, I haven't either. You know, I don't know that it, I don't think it gets one because of the water coming in the springs. You know, I have seen it on other bodies of water when you go to, uh, but people talk about it all the time up here. Dude, and I'm like, they, they talk about it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yo, like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, it's not happening. I, I don't see it either. And at the same time, they're talking about guys are catching fish. Supposedly nothing goes down below the thermocline. And I see guys catching walleyes jigging 44 feet down and they're hooking muskies down there all the time too. <laughs> right? Am I right? Like, you, you're, we're on the same page yeah, about that stuff. No doubt. Uh, but you, you start seeing it. Like people are like, you know, cold fronts coming in. So fall, we're going to be starting to move to the shallows. And I'm like, that's really not happening right now. Uh, like, I would love if a fish went into the shallows because we could cast a lot better, but nope. And, oh, here comes the thermocline. You know, that therm- I'm going to start fishing once that thermocline passes because, you know, they're not, they won't hit in that. And I'm like, man, like, we're out there all the time. I've never seen any of this stuff happen on this lake at all. I don't know what's, what you guys are doing. I think it's, I think that's just like general stuff. Yeah. That people are just like, just like to talk about mm-hmm. and be like, cause the lake's going to turn over any day. And then it's no, gonna be... I, I, I do see, I do see what they call the turnover. It's like the brown water comes to the top. Yep. And, and, and that is when they say the water on the top of the lake equals the water, you know, or the, the, the toward. So, okay, so water, water. Cha- water changes density with temperature. And when the surface temperature, so during the summer, the lake stratifies to where the warmest water is on the top because it's the least yeah. dense. And you got the mm-hmm. cold water down low, and then you got, like, the thermocline, which is kind of like this layer of... Yeah. I, it, so, and but, this dense And this density comes from, like, like atoms. Like, there's a lot of atoms bouncing around. And then, like, if you had a block of ice, the atoms were, like, very still. Is that how it gets its density? The density, because, okay, so generally speaking, when you add heat to something, you're adding energy, and it's going to expand. Just like, you know, if you ever walk down a set of railroad tracks, how there's a gap between the, the actual railroad rails. Because during the summer and the heat, it's they're going to expand and grow longer. It's something like 50... Was it fifth? No, it's like two or three millions per degree per inch. 
So you can actually, like, if you just had a solid piece of steel that's miles long, you could get, like, a 12-foot bow in it just from, like, morning to, to noon just yeah. because it's it's stretching so much. So anyways, the 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 warmer warmer water is less dense because it's kind of spread out. It, it absorbs the energy and it is less dense cuz it's uh, not as compact, I guess you would say. So water's densest at like 34 degrees. And it's one of the few things that I actually know of that when it gets colder beyond 34, it starts to expand again when it's forming the ice. Uh but anyway, for 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 turnover, you got the surface water that might be 75, and then you got the thermocline, I don't know, at 55 or 50 or whatever temperature that is. And when the surface temperature gets to the same temperature or lower than what's below the thermocline, you've got all that surface water that is now more dense than the water below it. And when that happens, it starts to say, hey, I got to go down to the bottom because I'm more dense. I not the perfect wording. I weigh more than you now. You weigh less than me. So I'm going to go down and you're going to come up. And Mm -hmm. when it does that, it can bring up just a whole bunch of nasty looking water. Oxygen is not as stratified. You know, it's kind of like all over the column because you got oxygenated water that's now colder than the bottom water. It goes down. You got stuff coming up and it can kind of screw up lakes in terms of fishing and other stuff until it clears itself out. It definitely happens out here in the North Basin. Obviously, it's not going to happen in the South Basin. It only gets to 18 feet deep, so there's nothing going on down there. But uh, you definitely see it in the North. You know, you all of a sudden you're late. Water's brown and there's you know, like, uh, muck floating on top, and it's usually when it's – it's not this early, but it's, you know, when it gets into the – Late. Yeah. Late. Late, yeah. Late season. Yeah, so it's just it essentially like the a very turbulent thing, but you know, we're out there all the time and it just kind of like all of a sudden happens. You'll see things that like say that it's happening like Todd said you see these like dead old slimy <clears throat> nasty hair weeds. Um but like you know, it sounds like a like an incredible change that's happening underneath where this water's just like shoo, like it's almost like water and oil. I mean, pretty much. I mean, it, it kind of is. So you got, you know, the the water down at the bottom that's kind of starved of oxygen, and you know, it's it's coming up to the top, and the stuff it, it's it's changing place. I don't think it's violent. I just think that it's it doesn't stop. It's not like hey, we're gonna punch the clock at nine and and, and get out of here at five. It's hey, stuff is starting to sl- you know go down below, and as the top water goes down, the bottom water has to come up, and it it does it around the clock until it's it's sitting happy again and you know kind of once it clears up i mean there's times like depending on how the fall goes you can have turnover a couple times mm-hmm. yeah i mean if you if you get a long cooling trend and all of a sudden it gets hot again and then it gets you know you can have that thing flipping and flopping a few times and it can wreak havoc on patterns yeah I mean, I guess it could. I know that Todd and I fish through the dang thing. I know when that happens, you know. I really don't change strategy. I still just try to find that bait, you know. And when that turnover happens, like, if we're if we're fishing in weeds and stuff, yeah, the clarity might change a little bit, but those weeds are still there. Uh, I just don't – I don't – 
it's weird to reflect on that stuff because it's it's so this is so much part of our lives that we're just like we're going time to fish let's go Mm -hmm. uh that i can't even tell if i'm changing strategies in this in season i really have to like try and remember what the heck i'm doing i don't even know what the hell happened today you know i just was out there i was doing my thing and boom 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 boom, you know fish 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 and I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just because I, it's like part of me to fish that certain way, like the way that we do. And you're just like, what are you talking about? We're just going to go fishing. Maybe there is something scientific behind what we're doing, but I can't pinpoint it because well, it just kind of feels like riding a bike. I mean, what, what pinpoints it is when you have the day that's like, okay, nothing happened today. I'm going to change my spot or change is fun yeah good good that's that's the only change you it's not like we're we're taking the week off because it might be turning over because it's not turning in over in the southern basin you can always go down there uh you just move or do something different you know yeah i I guess that's that's a that's an eye opener a little bit but i don't even that just feels so natural to do you know Mm -hmm. it's like well why did you go down there today um because I did. Try not to sound stupid. Think of something crazy. Try to make yourself sound like you know what you're doing. And I'm like, oh, because I did. And then I'm like, shit, I sounded dumb. Just, <laughs> I don't know what to say. You, you, your boy isn't old enough yet to, to, to have to use because I say so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's what I, why did we go down? Like, why'd you pick it? Because that's what I picked. If you don't like it, you can go to bed without dinner. (laughs) We are not coming back out on this charter. But yeah, yeah, I I don't. uh, I feel like a little jaded when it comes to things like this. Uh, And just I'm like blinded uh, with, with what's actually happening. I don't know what I'm doing out there. I'm just admitting that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing what I'm doing. I am working. not a role model. I'm a jeans model. <laughs> what are you doing out there? I have no idea. Help. <laughs> Someone help. I need to fish to bite. Help. But uh, it's just, it's hard to, it's like so hard to even like rem- like do seasons. It's like early season. I already know what I'm going to do. It's like in, in my blood to do to know what I'm doing and but I can't pinpoint it at all why I did this today why I did that today you had a you had a bad day in an area I moved why did I move well I just had a bad day there so because this sucked moving. and I don't want to get sucked yeah. again yeah yeah and that's yeah. it two days later and get them again but mm-hmm. the lake's big enough that I can you know you can get them anywhere <laughs> it's like okay there's just many bites i'm not gonna go th- i'm gonna try somewhere else because i feel like i can get that many bites if i go to spot number b or whatever we'll uh, talk about that yeah you know just and, and there was you know the, yeah you you people that come out in the fall maybe you have some repeat clients and some people that actually have musky fish before and they're into it 
and they book up in the fall all the time because they want the chance at this big one. And they're like, oh, you know, big ones in the fall, right? You have feed bags and, oh, hey, the thermocline and, um, uh, it's, you know, the, pre- the, the, uh, pressures dropped and the temperatures dropped. So they're, they're starting to move in shallow now. Huh? And I'm like, oh man, like, I don't, I don't know what to say to you. I, yeah, but we're not going to do anything that you just said. Um, and especially on these lakes that we're fishing, these are stocked lakes. Pennsylvania is a huge stocked fishery right now. It's the glory days that we'll talk about when we're old and gray and be like, it uh, used to be so good up at Lima Tuning and Wilhelm and Arthur and what you hear from old timers now. Uh, I'm like, man, they're all, the fish are everywhere. There's, you know, they're in uh, shallow at any time. They're out deep at any time. They're in the bathroom with you. There's so many of them that are stocked there. It's like, just pick something and go with it. And that's, that's like my, my biggest strategy is, but and especially in the fall, I'm just like, I'm picking one area and we're hunkering down and that's it. And, you know, no, I'm not moving into the shallows. I'll be in the shallows if something makes me go there. I don't know what makes me go there, but what would make me go there is if I'm not getting a bite out deep. And I went in shallow and we started casting and seeing a bunch of fish. It's just like day to day, like things that if, if I was a uh, like weekend warrior, you know, all that stuff is what like screwed with my mind when I first started fishing, because it was like, Oh, it's 62 degrees and the pressure pressure drop. And that means I need to fish in shallow. It's like, sure. You know, go ahead and do that stuff. There's there's a gajillion fish in Pennsylvania. They stock them. We have Jared on here all the time. They're going to be all over the place. You know, the guy that catches one in shallow, you know, you could be out deep and get them as well. So, like, I don't really think that stuff needs to be looked into too much. I think that it's it's looked into a little too much, and that's why people struggle sometimes. Uh, you know, like for example, there was a, a tournament at Lake Arthur and there were eight fish caught and 44 contestants in the, in the tournament. And, uh, I had some people out with me that were going to do the tournament and they were telling, talking all the time that it's going to be good because, uh, the cold front came in and it's going to push all the fish to the shallows and they're going to be good. And they caught eight fish, you know, in the tournament and, it's like, well, there you go. Like, stop overthinking it. Just go fishing. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. With that, you want to end on that? Stop I, overthinking I and go fishing? Yeah, I rambled like crazy about that. I don't know. So I want to tell the story about the 50 today, though. I mean, a lot of people were misguided stories. All right. It's not. The fish hit, and we caught it. Boom. Done. Yeah. All right. With that, <laughs> that should be good motivation for everyone. There it is. All right. You you good, or do you want to really tell it? No, I just, I, 
because I don't know. I'm in like Terminator mode, like how you drove. I don't know what I'm just out there. I'm more machine than man now. <laughs> Perfect. All right. With that, I'm going to thank uh, Fatty Z Muskie Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guide, St. Croix Rods, Vicks Marine, Ranger Boats, and Aqua Traction. Um, guys, it's getting fall. Things are uh, things are looking promising. So uh, whether you're hunting or fishing, good luck, and thanks for listening.